Hey, welcome back. This is Pop Cannon, episode 20. I'm Jordan. I'm Robert. And I'm Paul. Who, what? Who the fuck? <laughs> nah, come on. You know who I am. I've been here before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He did the uh, the Rogue One <laughs> episode like three years ago now, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that how long that was? Yeah. This is my first yep. time uh, recording with Paul. Yeah. Interesting. So I'm Wait, very you weren't a, you weren't there for that one? No. No. You oh, you shit. filled in for him because Jordan doesn't do doesn't do the Star Wars. I was ahead of the curve there. <laughs> yeah, cuz now, <laughs> now I don't do the Star Wars. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh what are we here to talk about today, guys? Uh a festival in Sweden, right? Sweden? Yeah, I wanted to say Switzerland. It's Sweden. Sweden uh where they celebrate good weather and shit goes horribly wrong yeah very quickly actually but it's so good so fucking good (laughs) so we're here to talk about ari aster's second film midsummer could you imagine this being your second film could you imagine hereditary (laughs) being your first right first yeah like if they announced his third film was about the life cycle of a pair of wet socks i'd be there well he did say that after this he's kind of stepping away from horror for a little while because he considers himself a genre director so he wants to do like all the genres and he said that his next film he wants to do a musical oh my god no shit is that for real (laughs) is that for real yeah wow and i'm like there i'm in yeah i mean well I, I personally I love musicals, but that's amazing. As it... <laughs> so, what was everyone's like initial thoughts on the film? It was, dude. It was super. <laughs> it was super weird, and like, once the credits rolled, I was just like, I, I couldn't believe what I just saw. Just all together, just I could not believe what I just saw. It was insane on every level. Um, and I see people still kind of critiquing the fact that it's, they're like, oh, it wasn't that scary. And I'm like, it wasn't a horror movie in, in any stretch other than horrific things happen. Yeah. It wasn't like a traditional jump scare horror film. No. Yeah. Uh, for me, for me, interestingly, um, before I saw it, uh, I'd seen Jordan say that. It was a completely different film in comparison to Hereditary, but it what was strange to me was that throughout the whole thing, I couldn't help but find similarities between the two. You guys feel that at all? Um, You noticed you noticed similarities between them. Between the two movies, yeah. Like in in the way that it, they were shot, or more in the no, like uh, well, I suppose like story beats maybe. So I, I mean, it happened earlier in the film, but the the um, when you get that like very artistic scene of the fire brigade uh, finding her sister and her parents like dead. Oh, that. I yeah, that actually... It was a great scene. Yeah. Um, but I felt like that was kind of the... Uh, it was similar to the decapitation scene in Hereditary. 
in that it was like some somebody's family member died and that was kind of like the uh I'm not sure really sure how to put it but like it the that's catalyst. what kind of yeah yeah it, it, that's what kind of like took the story in the direction that it was going to start going you know what i mean like it was setting it was taking the audience and saying all right this is <laughs> prepare yourself because it's you know it's not going to be easy going yeah, forward it's going to be it's going to be super heavy yeah and, uh, and just for, as a as a cold open that mm-hmm. was unbelievably sad it, it, it that's that's like my point was that like the de- the decapitation scene in hereditary and then the and then that scene kind of takes you like by surprise a little bit right yeah so so yeah, like, that that was one similarity see i felt the the cold open specifically was like the where the similarities ended for for me personally um I felt like that entire opening scene because it was like dark Mm -hmm. um, the way it was shot. It was like super artsy, but like really tragic. I think it was supposed to also be symbolic of like how awful winter is to get through. No, because it was like and just the, the just the title card sequence was just driving snow yeah yeah you couldn't even really see the words on the screen and then cut to it's bright now (laughs) like right and then it's bright for pretty much the entire rest of the film right until it's like nighttime but even still it's it's super super bright for the rest of the Mm -hmm. movie that's a really good point and and the, the movie obviously is about summer (laughs) <laughs> it's about so, the middle of summer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh no, I didn't I didn't think about that, the sort of uh, like transitioning between seasons. That's really interesting. And I also felt like uh what was what's her name? Florence Pugh, is that yeah, her name? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How fucking unbelievable a performance she put in this movie. Yeah. Like for, for sure. I I felt her her pain when she found out about her parents and her sister. Like I've heard people cry that way when they lost someone close to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, and 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 again, like it wasn't that very similar to the scene in Hereditary yes, where the mom the is like screaming. Yes, yes. yeah, yeah. That's that's it. That's that was like my first thought. But yeah. but yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, I, that's a, that's a great point because I didn't even think about that watching it. I mm. wasn't. I didn't go in looking for similarities, and I don't. Off the top of my head, I couldn't think of any when you said that. But okay. that's a, the the crying scene for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they definitely they don't mirror each other, but they both of the characters were women who lost people close to them, obviously. Yep. So I think that's that's a really good point. Um, yeah, and like you said, Paul, like uh, where there were similarities, but I mean, I like Robert. I didn't notice because I wasn't looking. Mm, yeah, and yeah. I just I'm speaking strictly from like 
the the lighting is is drastically different because friggin uh hereditary was a very dark movie whereas this is very bright um the stories are totally different for me other than like you said uh someone losing someone close to them but i think ari aster is super creative uh and honestly like his he's got like a voice that deserves to be heard from a storytelling perspective um he's he's sold me on any project that he's doing in the future um, is is a24 his company no no i don't think so. yeah no i don't think wow so. They just like found a guy that they were like, "Oh, this could be interesting," and he's just knocked it out of the park twice. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and like A twenty four is known for like their like quasi like indie films. There was a trailer before the movie of um, it was like a Chinese family, and they don't want to tell the grandmother that she's got cancer or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I, that trailer. I like. I looked at. I looked at Amanda while that was going on, and I was like, "This looks incredible, dude!" I didn't even <laughs> see that. It looks, dude. It looks incredible, and it's a twenty four, but it, you yeah. know, obviously, doesn't have anything to do with with this. I just that trailer was. I was like, "Holy shit!" It looks so good. Yeah, a twenty four puts out some bangers, but uh, specifically yeah. this film, it like blew me away. And like you said, with Florence Pugh. Her performance as Danny was astounding and like yeah, mesmerizing. That, yeah, that's what that's what I was gonna add as well. That all of her panic scenes, oh my god, were so well done. It was ridiculous. Like they really captured like what a like what panicking feels like. It was like palpable. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. It felt like claustrophobic with her. Yeah. I yeah. think it was because they 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 shut off all, they mute all the sound other than just like <laughs> and it focuses solely on her running through a field of just endless green, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then just it's solely focused on what she's doing in that moment, and then her ability to showcase. I'm having a massive panic attack right now. Yep. Because uh, that's all you were looking at, and like it's all you could hear. It was all you felt. And Ari Aster has a way of making you feel exactly what the characters on screen feel. Definitely. Two two of those scenes really st- stuck out to me. Uh, the one where the elders j- uh, jump off the cliff. Oh my but then, god! But then the other one. The other one, and I wanna, I wanna hear what you guys uh, thought about the scene. Was when she's out in the field, like initially after taking the uh, the, uh, the mushroom. Yeah, the when shrooms. they first got there. The yeah. mushroom tea. And and it's, I love the way that they did it. It's kind of started out as a bit of a long shot, right? Where she's like, kind of, she's kind of like breathing heavily, and then she's kind of walking away, and then there's a bunch of girls sitting, and they laugh at her, and they think. Or at least she thinks that they are. And then she kind of runs into one of those other guys. Uh, and he's like, no, you know, they, they weren't laughing at you. I'm sure of it. And it's like, and then, but then she goes into that shed. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and briefly it looks like that there's someone or something behind her right mm-hmm. i didn't get a good i didn't get a good look at what it was did you guys like see it uh i just assumed it was someone in the bathroom yeah i thought i definitely thought it was like an outhouse shed but like okay. it could have been her dad because oh, right, they did that right. thing where they kept flashing her family it might have even been her sister. Yeah. Because yeah, her sister's yeah. face pops up a few times. Yeah. And, okay. and, like, when, after she, like, becomes May Queen, you see, like, her mom walk by yep. her. Yep. Yep. So, In the crowd of people. Yeah. So, like, it's entirely possible that that's what she saw, because that'll mm-hmm. trigger her even more to freak out. But, yeah, like you right. said, it was very quick, so I didn't get a good look. Um, but, so, just, so, just in... in the they kept feed like so the drink that they kept drinking that was constantly fueled by mushrooms right i um i I don't know if it was that exactly it could have been um it could have been a number of things but there's a point there's a point towards the end of the movie and i don't think it's specifically the may queen uh flower helmet that they make her wear um but there's another crown of flowers that she wears and it's it's during that long i guess it is when she finally becomes the may queen yeah. and there's that long table yeah everything was moving yeah literally everything was moving there well, was a actually, flower on her head that kept opening and closing mm-hmm. yeah yeah well, but, well that was but, but, also um in that opening scene when they first drank that Everything yeah. was moving in that yeah. long shot that she was there for. It was that was yeah. dude. It was so crazy. And because if, if you're if you don't like, it's possible that you were looking at the screen and didn't notice everything moving. Exactly, exactly. It was very subtle. Um, I feel like they did a really good job of representing what one of those trips would would look like. Um, because a lo- most of the time, if if you know, if you took like a normal dosage of shrooms that's all you would be seeing really um but, uh, but also and opening and closing you know, well, well i just mean like yeah uh, very subtle like um small movements in maybe like designs and stuff like that but like they also did a really good job of slowly giving you that effect you yeah. know what i mean like yeah because because there was little bits of it at first and then as when the she's further full you blown got, May queen, everything on yep. the table is like vibrating. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that, that, that was really well done because for one, I feel like that's kind of realistic. And two, it's not jarring to somebody who's watching it. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. not just like out of nowhere. Yeah. And I, I feel like that could also be interpreted like how much she's actually losing her sanity. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's slow. It's a slow build. Mm-hmm. So it's just like her grip on reality is just. By the end shaken. of it, she's just she's just wearing a scowl on her face. Yeah. <laughs> well, she hit like every emotion. Yeah. In that last scene. Yeah. She was like crying. She was screaming. And then she was stone faced, and then she smiles. So like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw and at I the bought beginning. All of it. <laughs> yeah, you saw at the beginning her taking those pills. So to me, it, yeah. it's like 
she also wasn't on her medication yeah. probably yeah yeah interesting oh, yeah like her I, sister I was really bipolar and it's yeah. hereditary <laughs> you <laughs> see what i did there so uh yeah i mean it goes to say like she wanted a family she wanted to feel mm-hmm. like she belonged uh and i think she finally got that in the end of this film so yeah do they <laughs> so just the internal logic of this this festival thing did i think i misheard him say 90 years no it's it's 90 every 90 years. yeah it's 90 so how because so the, their friend that brings them to sweden yeah, to go to this pell is that his name yeah, pell mm-hmm. he he says that his parents died in a fire mm-hmm. and that immediately at the yeah. end of the movie made me go oh shit his yep. parents died in that big house thing but that doesn't make sense because how could his parents have been alive 90 years ago i did they mean nine no 90 because everything no, was I... nine there were nine sacrifices and nine this and nine that and nine this and nine that oh that's true I'm pretty, I'm almost certain I heard ninety. No, it's it's I, ninety because it's like based on a real tradition, right? They but like, so I'm just trying to understand years. the it age intervals that... don't make any sense either, right? So I feel like they have a festival every so often, but they don't have like that festival. It, yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Like maybe it's just maybe it was some other thing that had to do with like a. Sh- burning his fucking shrine down yeah (laughs) you know as that as that were you know Uh, (laughs) but but also it could have just been you know a a small foreshadowing you know what i mean and maybe it just had nothing to do with it other than that because i just the fact that he said that his parents both died in a fire and then at the end of the movie you have two people from the group volunteer to go Mm -hmm. in Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a minute. Or like right. maybe one was a volunteer, one was chosen or whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever. However that broke down, I was like, dude, yeah. his parents totally died in this and that's why he's bringing more people to it. That's what it seemed like to me. No, that's I don't a, know. That's a good pull because I didn't even like pick up on that, like put those together. I just, the, the year, the year thing, it, like completely, because Amanda and I argued in the car about it. I was like, he said 90 and she was like nine. <laughs> oh, Yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard ninety. No, it's I, ninety. But I didn't look it up afterwards. So they do the they do the full blown midsummer every ninety years. But I would imagine every nine or so they have like a a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, how mean, how do you determine like you have babies and then zero to eighteen and then eighteen to thirty six and then thirty six to seventy two and at seventy two you kill yourself. You don't even right. get to the next festival. No. Yeah, that's true. But I think well, I think specifically the like the festival is like to crown the May Queen, and then they just go on living with that new May Queen, which was that lady that was kind of like the MC of the ceremonies. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. I just I was so confused by that, <laughs> and it was kind of distracting me after the movie when I was thinking about it, and I was like, how can they do that every ninety years? Nothing adds up at that point. <laughs> But dude, they were totally eating people in those meat pies, right? Yeah. Like, okay. Hundred. Oh yeah. Did, yeah. That that dude Simon. Yeah. Totally, totally in that meat pie. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Like they had other 
spooky things going on. Yeah. You know, uh, like they had, the, there was the, the, um, uh, the, this disfigured fellow. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah there was the, that, the there was that whole thing. Yeah. So I'm sure fire plays a, a role in other areas of their lives. Yeah. He, Especially um, when they're like trying to keep all that shit a secret. And yeah. I love that. I love that they make him like the guy that writes their scripture. He's he's the oracle. <laughs> he's their oracle. Yeah. They only ever have a an inbred oracle to tell them what to do. And I, I you know I want to see the ceremony where they choose who decides to inbreed. <laughs> 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 um, and then you had what was the girl's name? Maya. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who like chose. Danny's boyfriend Christian as the guy that's going to deflower her and make babies with her. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they you know, I mean they showed you flat out what was going to happen on one of those uh those pieces of tapestry or whatever. Yeah. Dude, the um, artwork throughout just yeah. foreshadowed everything. It did. Yeah. It laid everything uh, but, out. So she specifically like put her pubes in his meat pie. And he also got a drink that was severely discolored and definitely had her menstrual blood in it. Yep. Right. <laughs> definitely. So they yeah. were, everything that was on those tapestries was a thing that was going to happen. And, uh, I mean, like scenes like that, people in my theater were like laughing at certain points. Yeah, because it was awkward. It was painfully it was, awkward. It was awkward, but like. <laughs> in the context of the film you're just like grossed out and you're like yeah and terrified yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> it's funny yeah. it's funny because certain people will laugh when they're uncomfortable so yes. i feel like that was that kind of reaction and that was yeah. me through through a lot of it i was like oh god okay <laughs> interestingly <laughs> there was only like <laughs> six or seven total people in our theater my theater was packed I saw it on. Like- I had, I had, I had some people. I had a, a decent group, and there were a lot of older people, um, which I was kind of surprised at. And then their reactions kind of like led the way <laughs> in terms of like, oh, oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, specifically the uh, self-sacrifice scene. Which we should probably talk yeah. about, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That does seem like the <laughs> uh, right, the right direction to go. So, uh, so these these crazy these two <laughs> old looking crazy people come walking from the end of the uh, that wherever that that weird house is that they eventually burn down, mm-hmm. and they go to sit at the table that's shaped like a rune at the head of it, and you have to wait for them to decide to sit before you're allowed to sit and eat. Which is a thing that happened like several times, which was really fucking weird to me. Yeah. Um, and what was also really cool was how like all the people, you know, from America or, or whatever, they were sitting positioned to where they could not see that happening. Right. Which was really interesting. And they were just, the whole time they were like, what's going on? Like, what are we waiting for? I yeah. thought that was like set really, really well. Uh, a good way to uh, keep the especially uh, Will main Poulter characters just being like, "What the fuck, dude?" Yeah, <laughs> to everything. Right. Um, so yeah. they sit down, they do their their they drink their stuff, which I'm assuming numbs them. Yeah. 
I think it it's more like that that uh, mushroom the, the stuff. mushroom stuff. Yeah. yeah. All right. So then they go to the the massive cliff thing, and everybody's standing at the bottom of the cliff, and I'm like, oh no, because if you remember from the one of the trailers somebody's flying through the air off of that cliff like yeah. briefly very very briefly yeah. so you see it but it's like it's there and gone but you don't know the context no i know but yeah. like once you get to that scene you're like oh shit yeah you're like, because no, jokingly the swedish guy that brought them there whose name i'll never remember uh pell pell sure uh they're like so what happens at 72 and he like sarcastically makes the the slit across yeah. his throat like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and, and then we get there and, and i'm like oh no because they're old <laughs> 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 they do the the slit the slit the wrist hand thing and they mm-hmm. put their blood on the runes yeah well the the slit the hand thing was also in on those markers like yes. in those drawings yes and then first the old lady dives off, and holy fucking shit! That impact, that that impact shot. <laughs> Be- the greatest <laughs> thing about the impact shot was that it was so understated, <laughs> right? Yeah, like it wasn't like. Yeah, it it was, didn't even last that long. No, but like you saw. I just love how you saw like the body like come back up right from the from the <laughs> impact. <laughs> But it was so, I mean, it was so understated in that it wasn't like some crazy action movie where they explode on impact. Yeah. It was like very yeah. realistic in that the body just took it and broke. Oh, for yeah. sure. For sure. But then the real highlight <laughs> comes after that. <laughs> <laughs> the real highlight, when it turns into a Cannibal Corpse album. <laughs> Literally turns into a Cannibal Corpse album. Yeah, so so they show they show her face, uh, and it, it well what used to be her face because yeah. it's no longer uh, a thing; it's just gone. And then the old dude does his his, his turn, and he, he doesn't lay flat. No, he pencil dives. He he, <laughs> he pencils into the uh, into the rock on the ground. Oh my god! And his fucking legs, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, and then like the the moaning, oh dude, that caught me off guard. I was so like, because, oh shit! I was physically really, like, they really tried. <laughs> they tried to make it seem like those two were in that shrine for an extended period of time, right? Before that, so they were just like, <laughs> they probably like forgot how to speak or some shit. I don't know, like. <laughs> Like this, oh, that was so ridiculous. And then they just bring on, brings, oh, no, it was several people. Yeah, it was just like four, I think it was four people. Well, everyone's freaking the, out. <laughs> but I think, like, all the people that are in the in the clan or the tribe or whatever the fuck you want to call it. The cult? Let's just yeah, call them Yeah, the they cult. all, they all, they're all aware of the situation. And I think the point of it for them to be reacting to it was the same way they reacted when the May Queen was crying. Or they yeah. all share the grief until it's over. Yeah. Yeah. So he's moaning and shit. <laughs> and uh and guy holding Mjolnir comes over. Because <laughs> I'm de- that's definitely what that fucking hammer was. <laughs> definitely what that hammer was. It, you mean in like the mythology? Yeah, like within the mythology, because of the runes and the Nordic stuff and everything like yeah. that, that's their gotcha. Mjolnir, and uh, 
they smash his fucking head in. <laughs> Several times. <laughs> like, more than once. Yeah, more than once. I assumed and that that was his Every hit family. was more solid than the last. I assumed that that was his family. That Yeah, mm, that makes sense. Because yeah, it could be. Like, one of it was yeah. like, almost like that's part of the ceremony. Like, the dude hit it, and then he handed it to the, the woman, and then the woman did it. <laughs> And I think there was a second woman that hit it. Yeah. And then another guy. Yeah. Uh, And they did not shy away from showing you the hammer caving in his face. Nope. Nope. (laughs) And uh, the British British couple were flipping the fuck out. Yeah. (laughs) Which was fucking amazing. And and Danny was just kind of like frozen. Yeah. 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 And her boyfriend was like near vomit. Yeah. But then he was like totally affable afterward. He was like, "Yeah, hey, whatever." You know. <laughs> it's their traditions yeah. and shit, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, they got the speech from that lady right. afterwards. That was like, "No, you know, everything's fine." They, uh, they rather than die on nature's terms, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> they decide to die. <laughs> Christian's Which, like, seems legit. <laughs> yeah, he totally bought in, well, and then he stole his friend's. Uh, doctorate thesis which was cool of him he was wow. a real piece of shit huh yeah <laughs> uh and then friggin will Poulter's character mark was like wait i slept through that dude his fucking character was so great in that he's probably the the more true american experience doing all of that stuff yes mm. just pissing on the dead tree and <laughs> Uh, you know what I mean? Just like up for whatever. Like that lady just comes over. She's like, "Come with me." And he's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> he's like, "I'm gonna bang her." <laughs> yeah, that's well, definitely yeah, what he thought he, he was gonna do. Yeah, he thought he was getting signals from her. Right, and uh, definitely time. not what happened for him, unfortunately. Because <laughs> no. uh, then we got a a really nice Texas Chainsaw Massacre moment mm. where uh, the the inbred oracle is wearing his face right and that was an that was another uh cannibal corpse scene because <laughs> <laughs> because what what did he what did he hit the other guy with it, it was, was it? just a big blunt object yeah. i don't know if it was like a uh, a log or a, or a okay. hammer or something i don't know but he just out of nowhere mm-hmm <laughs> Oh God! It was that so was uncomfortable. really upsetting. Yeah, that was really upsetting. I don't think just... I don't think that was the Oracle guy. I thought that was, um, I thought that was the guy that was like pissed about the pissing on the tree. It could be. I mean, I don't think that was they, the Oracle. We don't ever find out because the Oracle was there. He just. Wasn't... I definitely thought. I definitely thought it was the Oracle because they I... were they were clear to show, like you saw his face beneath that face and i feel like he's the only one that they would allow to carry out something like that because he was touching the oracle's book yeah that was that was what i assumed at first as well uh but i think it was mainly because of just the noise yes yes the the uncomfortable sounds out of his mouth yes yeah (laughs) they said he wouldn't he couldn't (laughs) speak right like i don't think he was able to speak no no right He's the oracle. He just draws. Yeah, right. he just draws crazy photos and then they interpret them for their holy <laughs> scripture. How about uh, when when Christian's like running away after he 
<laughs> well, I guess I guess uh, the the insemination scene also yeah let's is important. Let's, let's <laughs> well okay let's back up let's back up a little bit. Um, so Danny is crowned May Queen in that really intense uh, quick cuts uh, scene where they're going around the Maypole. Yeah, which was really interesting. Um, kind of figured that that's where it was heading. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, there was no way she wasn't gonna win that. But the whole time, right. like her and Christian, like were so pulled apart. Yes, by this point in the film, where he was uncomfortable, she was uncomfortable, and they were both uncomfortable in totally different scenarios. Like he's yeah. sitting at that table, and that old guy like claps at him. And it fucks with his senses. Yes. So then they take him and they make him bang that girl. And they're all like in the room moaning with her and stuff. It was weird. But Dude. like you said, it, they like feel each. They're like experiencing it together and they're yeah. feeling and they're matching the moods. I, I think I let out my biggest, most uncomfortable laugh. When that woman touched his face and started singing. <laughs> what about when she walked around and touched his ass and was helping him oh, thrust? Hey, oh, yeah, that, that older lady. <laughs> now, now could, could we assume that that's her, also her family? Or right. at least the women of that her family? Or at least the, the lady that, like, knelt down, like, I feel like it was safe to assume that was, like, her mom. <laughs> that's what I thought. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> But so he's like, he's having sex with her, and then the mother just kneels down and touches his face and just starts singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like the the twisted Disney. Yeah, like, I fucking <laughs> I fucking laughed so hard and so loud. And then for the rest of that sequence was just like <laughs> like the entire time. The, the the whole time I'm just going, I don't think I would have been able to finish at that point. <laughs> but what's great about it is that it connects to the first scene where they where he's talking to his friends about Danny and they're like, You can just find somebody who likes sex. Mm-hmm. You know? Like that was like his whole thing. He just wanted to leave her so that he could like be with someone else so like that's else. that's part of the just to the sow his movie. royal oats the whole movie right. ari aster is like described it as like a breakup movie yeah because like we're seeing everything mostly through danny's perspective but then we also get christian's perspective mm-hmm. and it's just two people that should not be together and they they don't they're really still have, together out of uh, obligation yeah they don't have like right. a reason to not be together until Danny has an excuse and, to make that decision for them. Yeah, and but her 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 side of the story is that she just wants, in Pell's words, to be held, and like uh, Christian can't doesn't want to give that to her, even though that's what she wants from him. But then at the, by the end of the movie, you know, she she's getting that from the the call, yeah, yeah. the love and affection that she's desiring. Yeah, so that's like kind of both of their like story arcs kind of happening uh, in tandem. 
which is which I thought was fucking awesome. Yeah, I thought that was so good. Um, things didn't end too well for Christian, <laughs> uh, as after he uh, came inside that girl, he like <laughs> ran away and he's running. And she did she did an immediate pelvic bowl and said she felt the baby. Oh yeah, no, that was ridiculous. <laughs> And he, I was man. like, I was like, come, come on! And, and everybody around was like, yes, yes. <laughs> and he's like, um, okay. He's, yeah, that's when he's suddenly like, oh shit, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes full frontal. He hangs dong. Yeah, I gotta respect him yep. for that. As he, as he, as his, as his little pink cock and balls flap around, and he's trying to <laughs> desperately find a way out of there. Right. But, Until he but eventually then, discovers Simon. Yes, <laughs> yes. Now, that was another thing that I wanted to talk about because when we went, back when I was talking about the scene where uh, uh, Danny runs into that shed, I thought that it was the same shed. No, that was no. it. Was way further up, or way further, uh, like it, earlier into their like compound area. Yeah. They had way more to uh, go. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Uh, but first, um, he like looks down and sees like the garden, foot. and that's yeah. Josh's foot. Yeah, he yeah. Oh, he's right, leg, right. Who I'm assuming they're they're you know he was he Composting. was part of their ritual for a good harvest. <laughs> yeah, probably. And then uh, then goes inside, and we see Simon, who's Flayed. still breathing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was wild. That was oh god, wild. that was so uncomfortable. No, apparently, yeah, no. that is like an ancient like torture ritual by like yeah, vikings that, that, and shit yeah it's called it's called the blood eagle they they have it they feature <laughs> this this uh blood eagling in the show vikings okay yeah that, that that's how i was aware of i can't of oh my god but i saw that <laughs> he had like was... the flowers in his eyes oh my god <laughs> they were like they like decorated him yeah Mm-hmm. And then at that point, like, you're just Christian like, was, like, dude, what tripping. the fuck's gonna happen? What the fuck's gonna happen? <laughs> like the dude's tripping while looking at this. Yeah, like, yeah. I, which is even harder. You, you know, <laughs> he like it'd be hard enough to see a guy that you knew in that position, but to be tripping and be like, I don't know, it just he just came. Like <laughs> it's it, like he's he's high, but it's also the the most clarity that his brain's gonna have. <laughs> and then he like then he turns upside that. down too to yeah, look at him. Oh, right, and then when right. he comes well, back I mean, up, yeah. When when you're when you're dissociated as yeah. much as as he is in that moment, I'm sure like you're just like so bewildered that you're like, oh, I need to look at this at a <laughs> at a different angle <laughs> yeah. to make sure I'm seeing what I'm seeing. You know what I mean? Dude, that was so fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> And then they but, hit him um, with that stuff, and he, like, can't move and can't speak. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That was... Yeah, was they paralyzed him. I was like, oh, <laughs> this poor motherfucker. But then, like, at the same time, uh, I really didn't feel bad for him because he's a terrible person, but... <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought but, he was just your run-of-the-mill college-aged asshole, you know? Like, I, I don't think he was a bad person. I just... No, but, I mean... He's weak. <laughs> He's weak. That's for me. That's all. That's all I got from him. He's just a very weak person. But the tension that they've built up between Danny and Christian throughout that whole yeah. movie, 
yeah. when she so do, when she said when she said to him, "I could see you doing that to me," I felt like it was so out of left field. It was, but it wasn't to her. To her, no, right, yeah. right, yeah. I mean, if you think she's just apparently she's it. just been living she's been living in their in their shit relationship that entire trip rather than like being on the trip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where he was like also, he was like already out of that relationship, and he's yeah, he was just oh, there. yeah, he was just yeah, there. yeah. Yeah, but like but, for um, her to that... to have lost her her family, and then she's in this mm-hmm. shit relationship that she can't, she feels trapped and and can't escape from. Yeah, and they they highlight that in that scene. Another great scene that like kind of took me off guard was when she has that dream sequence where they all leave her. Dude. Oh. How good was that? And then, like, I, I like I was convinced that it was real. Yeah, you know what I mean because that's it. That's it. They just they really get the audience into the mindset of like these people don't care about mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, that's why it was so confusing to me too <laughs> when that happens because that's isn't that like right after Christian and Josh argue about their thesis yeah. thing? Yeah. So then, like, mm-hmm. the fact that they'd all leave together, I was like, what? well true, true but you yeah. feel the betrayal that she feels because yep. you're like how could they argue like that and then leave her together? and that was one of the few scenes that was actually at night yeah yeah outdoors well because they even they even said like it doesn't really get dark there so that's yeah, why it was, like, it was jarring maybe two to hours see. of darkness yeah mm-hmm. that's why it was like so jarring to see yep that's also probably why it was also a dream sequence. Yeah, because it was dark. And then when she like opened her mouth and the like, the smoke came out like the carbon oh monoxide. God. I was like, yeah. "Holy shit!" Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure if we go back and we like watch that movie closer, we'll see way more of her family throughout that movie. Probably, definitely, dude. Yeah, just hiding uh, in plain sight. Yeah, like the. Uh, yeah. Like what was in Hereditary, the the smiling guy at the uh, at the funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, there's another there's another similarity. And then he's the same dude that's the naked guy in the house that like nobody noticed, but he's just in the background. Yep. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. It's towards the end of the movie where yeah. I think when the... he finds when he finds his dad all charred up. Yeah. From the fire, there's a there's a naked guy standing in the doorway. Holy shit! <laughs> just just like yeah, watching and it's him. the same guy that was smiling at the funeral. Oh at man! The funeral, yeah. And then he's in the clubhouse at the end. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it did, like yeah, it's I can't up. get over how good this movie was. Uh, <laughs> it's just like I've seen some people say that they were bored. It's a slow burn. No, I was never bored. This... I was never bored. Yeah, because there's just the entire time is like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know. I don't know how it doesn't hook you with. Oh my god, what is happening? Yeah. You know, like I just right. feel like. Because they just want to see people not... getting stabbed and murdered. Yeah, like, but if you're not in on that cold open, that was so emotionally devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you're not in on that, like, you probably should have just left the fucking theater. At that point. <laughs> I was even yeah, really. I was even really a big fan of the dialogue through most of it. Like, I yeah. thought the script was really good, and, and that goes also to the actors, because everything yeah. was believable. 
There was a scene yes, at the very sure. beginning with Danny and Christian when before they even left, they're just talking and they're like oh, their arguing. Argument? And oh, and that was God. that was so that that hit me because <laughs> like because <laughs> like I've I've dealt with breakups and relationships where the victim blaming and and dude that oh, right. fucking argument. Oh, but like the dialogue was so good in that scene. Yeah, it was. I'm real. not mad. <laughs> I'm not mad. I just thought we should talk about it. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry you're mad. I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> and then the she's like, "Well, I'm I'm sorry." Well then, well then, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have accused you know like that shit. Yeah. Oh, the yeah, cyclical yeah. argument. Oh my god. <laughs> and he's just like, "I'm just gonna go," and he's like, pointing his body at the door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "No, you don't have to leave." And he's like, "I." Because in his, like, I feel him so hard in that moment because he's just like, I would rather leave than to have to have this conversation for the next three hours. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I know if I sit on this couch with you, we're only going to be allowed to talk about this for the next three hours. Mm-hmm. And I would rather get in my car and wrap it around a tree. Or... <laughs> <laughs> but like but again like she did such a good job of acting out the fact that she was so desperate to yeah. just like to to sort the problem out because like at that point that's all she was he was the only person that she had yeah really. and she just wanted things to be okay and to go back to normal she wanted and fucking that fucking swedish friend of theirs <laughs> hooking into her early on oh, right I was like that yeah. motherfucker the whole time he's like he, i totally thought he was bringing her there so he could be the one to inseminate her same totally same totally uh I'm glad we got that vibe right off the but, top too <laughs> but honestly i think i i almost feel like he chose her as the next may queen pretty much like from the well, that's why no, 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 that's no, why no, the i'm young, saying like yeah there's a theory going around that he was also sort of responsible for her family's death because if you oh, really and and I didn't notice this upon my viewing but people have pointed it out where when it's doing the sweeping shots of her parents uh house uh-huh. in the beginning you see yeah. several flower crowns throughout the house really yeah oh fuck and i'm like oh shit so like that was the catalyst, but also it set everything in motion to get her there. He kept prying at their relationship, knowing mm-hmm. that she would make that choice at the end. Mm. Well, I just I was just going to say, so the, the young people that go away and come back for the festival, they seemed to all have brought friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From wherever they went, and it's all for the express purpose of murdering them. Of yes. well, murdering some of them, but they need well, fresh blood in their clan. Oh, well, right, right, right. Well, yeah. So well, I they, definitely they thought. Use... So he brought three guys and a chick. Yeah. And his brother, you know, the, he, his brother, and his brother brought, brought a guy and a girl, and then I, I would assume that there were more. But we're focused. It was hyper focused on just their experience. Yeah. Um. So like, I think they all bring one or two people, or maybe three or four, or whatever, to this festival 
to enter them into all of this stuff and because he he was honored at the end by having brought the new may queen to the place mm-hmm. so he was one of the guests he was like one of the honorees there after that mm-hmm. once they chose his guest so i think he brought all of those guys there in hopes that one of the girls that needed to be deflowered and inseminated for the new new blood into the group one of those guys would be chosen yeah. it didn't have to be christian it just wound Def- up being christian definitely he could have just as easily have been simon or josh true mm-hmm. it just if, it was if, all um, it was all about their own individual motivation yeah like simon goes down first because his extreme negative reaction to what happened mm. yep. at the at the the sacrifice and they try to keep connie around but right. she winds up mm-hmm. going too mhm mhm and th- like that's why they brought her there there's a chance that if she survived up until the may queen sequence she would have been in that group yeah and she would have also had an opportunity to potentially win to become the May Queen. So, and, like, and up, it, it still was case, up in the air. Yeah, and if that were the case, she would not have been sacrificed. Exactly. Just like, just like Danny survived. Because she, if she hadn't gotten May Queen, there would have been a chance that she was uh, exactly. sacrificed. Yeah, right, right. True. Exactly. So I think it was all... I don't think it was as determined as it... I guess it wound up seeing seeming because all of the characters that we were aware of had things happen to them. Mm-hmm. Right. I think there was definitely more people and, and we just weren't aware of their situations specifically, but they probably all wound up fucking dead Yeah. or they but, just survived the fucking thing and they go home it, not being none the wiser to what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, also, I think, they're incentivized to bring as many people as possible so that that decreases the chance that they themselves get get that honor yeah yeah absolutely Hmm. no that's a good point it was just it was was so weird to like because like thinking about it on that level it's like that guy really knew what he was bringing those people he called his friends into yeah and he was so genuinely sweet about he was so genuinely sweet about bringing them to it Mm-hmm. It was like, in retrospect, it's almost sickening. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> even when he said to Danny, he's like, I'm most excited for you to come. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that's him trying to, to gas her up so she'll be ready to go for the May Queen thing or she'll at least be up for yeah. it. You know? Yeah. They have to convince her to help them cook in the kitchen. But, like, once we get to the May Queen thing, she's just like, okay. Yeah. What a fascinating movie totally like totally fascinating <laughs> it has its all its own like internal logic and it doesn't stray from that and i watched i there was like a when the trailers came out this guy did like a 20 minute breakdown of all of the runes that you see and like trying to explain <laughs> what was going to happen like not what was going to happen but like what the meaning of some of the stuff was yeah. and i kind of enjoy that while some of that probably came into play, like symbolically, it wasn't like anchored on, oh, this rune was here, so that means this. Yeah. Right. 
I would love that's basically what his video was was like okay so this rune is here so that means this this and this so we're looking at you know that kind of thing I would love to see like the set designs and like the artwork that they created for the film in pre-production like why those decisions were made to put certain markers in certain places right right so like I'm, I would yeah I would assume that they just had you know a couple Swedish scholar people on set that were well versed in those kind of runes and were just like what would make like the most sense for what we're going for yeah yeah but uh, also it was pretty similar again uh, I'm gonna say this again to hereditary in that um, at every impo- oh, not every but most in- of the important uh, scenes of that film there's a there's a, a symbol for a what what's the demon's name Pyman Pymon yeah like you see one on that uh, electrical pole mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Uh, that the girl gets decapitated on you see it in the attic and a bunch of other other places so it's like kind of it's almost like a, a visual a visual uh, marker for you know what like shit's where, about to go down yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> I loved it I thought that this movie was like like I said I can't compare it to Hereditary because I think they're two totally different films I mean I, I agree there are similarities the more you keep pointing them out but mm-hmm. Hereditary was more of a horror film than this they're still For not sure. they're still like not really horror films though they're like dramatic yeah interpretations of like loss and grief yeah 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 well because paul had said uh last year after he had watched hereditary to me he's like it's not so much a horror film in it just that it builds dread for like an hour and a half and then the last 20 minutes is just overwhelming yeah yeah well i mean i i guess i suppose technically like like the last 15 or so minutes are is actual horror right you know what i mean because you have you have her spider-manning on the wall and you know what i mean like all the all the demonic shit actually happens then you know there's just nothing there's just nothing i still can't get over in hereditary her uh piano wiring her head off oh my god <laughs> um that still that stands out to me as like one of the most disturbing things that i've ever seen absolutely um where in in midsummer I don't know that there was like I guess the most disturbing thing was the hammer smash face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, that and the that and the blood eagling. Yes, yes. Definitely. That that was that was really it as as far as things that made you like squirm. Right. You know. But like the on a conceptual level there's more stuff in midsummer that makes you squirm when you talk about yes. it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's true. It's more of a like a psychological thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely there's definitely some like really uncomfortable, even even just like you had said, Jordan, from the 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 couple arguments yeah. to the actual physical uncomfortable nature mm-hmm. of like they flayed that guy and he was still alive. It's it, it's a beautiful movie. <laughs> Uh, and it's gorgeous, it's, which makes it so weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I, I loved just yeah. looking at it. I thought all of the edits, like the cuts were, were perfect. Um, yes. Robert, yeah, I know the, you said you saw like one work. instance, but like I didn't. There was, yeah, there was one specific cut that just felt awkward. And I don't think it was intentional. I think they they might have just missed it because it wasn't even like it wasn't a big scene. It was just kind of like transitionally one scene ended and then it kind of like jumped a little bit and then somebody was running in the next for like in the next shot. Okay. So it was just this really awkward movement that there was obviously a cut that they made. It just it was really weird. But, like, I didn't even remember that until you said the editing was great. And I was like, there was one thing, now that you mentioned <laughs> yeah. it, that I remember. But I didn't even, I didn't even pick up on that. Yeah, it me just, neither. I think it was – I think it might have even been during that dream sequence where it was dark. So you could write it off as just like, oh, it was intentional. Yeah. Oh, To okay. make it jarring. Yeah. But I just felt like it wasn't – it was jarring for the wrong reason. <laughs> mm, gotcha. Um, um, I, I want to make one, one more – uh, comparison to Hereditary, so we can get it the fuck out of the way, um, and then and then we can talk more about the camera work because I have a couple things to say about that as well. But um, one of the most um, obvious similarities to me were the endings, because if you think about it, both of them end with sort of this like, well, a shrine, but also this like tableau, right? Yeah, where you kind of have everyone kind of frozen in this formation and then it's it's like um you know in hereditary it's the demons plans coming to a head and being successful but then in in midsummer it's the cult's plans uh being successful and then you, you you in both movies you have like this uh in in hereditary it was the one um mannequin sorry mannequin is the word yeah but uh, you had that, but you also kind of had mannequins in Midsummer as well, with with bits of the people, and then they mm-hmm. kind of like stuff their mouths, like, mouths yeah, with yeah. like sticks and shit. So again, like it was kind of like this. Oh, here's a here's a pretty tableau for you, <laughs> of this like terrible thing. You know what I mean? You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. It kind of was like this complete picture for the end of the movie that's that was just like this is this is what everything was leading up to here it is and that's it you know no absolutely so and and so yeah both movies end (laughs) with them smiling yeah yep yeah and it's it's like kind of like this weird triumphant (laughs) evil thing that like none none of the audience wants (laughs) but it's happening you know (laughs) but um but yeah so i that was kind of every every similarity that I saw. My but. my one of my favorite camera shots uh, was the the upside down movement yep. when they go into Sweden. That's so funny that you say that because I was going to bring that mm. up about about a uh, camera work. So so um, the shot is it it's it, you watch the car coming and it's and it's a uh, right side up and then it slowly turns upside down, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now I th- now now I think there have been movies or maybe a movie or maybe it was even Hereditary or something where s- something like something similar similar to that happened. 
where people were going from one point to another and they were going to the bad place, whatever that is. And the camera kind of did like a similar movement. I've seen that I before. Think, I think I think Evil Dead did that. The remake. Yeah. Okay. Evil Dead, like they're in the car and then they do that. It like starts off and the car, everything is upside down and then it turns right side up. Okay. It's just disorienting. And it's super yeah, yeah. super disorienting, and it's well, uh, like obviously the the symbolism is like shit's about to go upside down. Yeah, at, for sure. But if you but if you noticed that after it turns upside down and you start to see the the Mayfair, or I think that's what it says on the the there's like a flag or there's a there's a sign that like tells you where to turn. Yeah. Right. Well, I think there's like a banner like above this the road. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Is yes, that, yes. Oh, that's what you're saying? Okay. Once once the camera gets to that point, it actually flips back right side up again Mm -hmm. and and to me that was like that was almost like them saying okay yeah this is this is like a horror movie and we're going to this awful place but also it's really nice and it's right and it's and it's not bad you know it's not scary (laughs) yeah we're gonna we're gonna we've turned you upside down to show you that it's gonna be uh shit's about to go down but also it's um, not what you expect it's not what you exactly Yeah. yeah exactly i thought that was fucking great like it, it just it really just stuck out to me yeah I, that definitely one of the things i was thinking about when i left was was the the upside down thing because mm-hmm. i remember that being i'm almost 100 percent that it was the evil dead remake that did the the upside down thing where they're on the road in the car yeah it probably was but i've seen it in a, in a couple things oh yeah 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 I, a lot of people have have done it but like to utilize the trope of turning the camera upside down to show you that you're not where you think you are, and then to subvert the trope by Flipping doing another again. rotation, mm-hmm. yeah, to to correct it <laughs> in the right. same shot, mm-hmm. right? Yep. yep. And I love the top down shot when they're first walking through the woods. Mm-hmm. Oh, just some of the camera work, like it was all done in one shot too. Yeah, where it yeah. would slowly yeah. follow them or slowly pull in or push out on certain characters. My f- my favorite thing is like when they during the cold open when they did the, the when they were showing what happened to her family. Mm-hmm. You kind of saw like her her sister's whole room. Yeah, and it was just that real that fucking. It gets me every time in every movie that I see it, but that like, it's you're fixated on a thing, and then there's just this very, very, very slow, creeping in motion. Yeah, with the camera onto the subject, it every time it gets me when somebody does that, especially in that moment when you see what her sister did to herself mm-hmm. to kill herself. Right. Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah, she like she didn't just. <laughs> she didn't just put the tube under her door yeah like she did for her parents she fucking <laughs> ate the thing and then taped yeah. it to her mouth so as she can't stop herself right that's fucking insane <laughs> insane it's just uncomfortable too yeah just to think like she was that far gone you know exactly exactly and like the yeah. like you said the, and the, the slow zoom the, the slow zoom it keeps creeping in and you think it's focused on her sister and it keeps going and going and going and going and going and you see she has four missed emails yeah. mm. I'm like oh god damn it <laughs> like, 
which validates Danny's character for being so worried, paranoid about what was happening yeah. and everybody poo-pooing it because it's like, oh, your sister's fucking bipolar. You know this already. Yeah. Like, they're all so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the validation anybody wants. Oh, right. yeah, you were right about that thing when your sister killed herself and your parents. Like, nobody wants that validation. <laughs> no. if, if anything, if anything, she's, like, pretty well adjusted. Yeah. After that. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. It was so good, dude. It was so good. Yeah, it was super I can't wait weird. for it to come out. Because this, unlike, unlike Hereditary, where I've told you guys both this, like, that, I've, that I don't ever have to watch that movie again. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember everything about yeah. it. <laughs> um, this I will definitely watch again because I feel like there's so much small stuff yeah. that you miss. That you miss when mm-hmm. you're just like trying to take in everything. Yeah, definitely. There were there were I think there yeah there were a, a lot of things that I missed in the small details. Like, do you remember somebody saying something about someone being the jester? And then yeah. at the end, like one of the guys had a jester hat on. So yeah, that was uh, Mark's head. That's right. Was wearing right. the jester. There hat. was like one point so where they was... were like doing that running thing, where they were like holding hands and running and dancing. That's and, right. That's and Mark right. asked Pell, like, "Oh, what are they doing?" And he's like, "Oh, it's the dance of the jester, or whatever." That's right. Yeah. So I think I think each of them got like a designation like that. Oh no! It, each of the sacrifices. They they said uh, the skin of the jester. Which makes yes. more sense because oh, they yes. laid his skin off. Oh, remember that. Shit. Remember that. It was that fake um, um, summer festival concert poster. Poster for the promotion. Yeah. Skin the jester is one of the the names on. Oh. oh shit. Okay. I'll have to find that. I think <laughs> we'll, it's skin the we'll jester. We'll have to share. It's something. We'll like have to that. share that on on Instagram. Yeah. Skin the skin the skin the fool skin the, skin the fool. fool that was the it. name it was skin yeah, the yeah. fool the fool that was the word that they used in the movie that was my mistake huh. which is yeah, great so, but but like I said I think each of the sacrifices had had like a name like, yeah. yeah like they they all served a purpose mm-hmm. because there's only nine sacrifices to be made and they filled a role mm-hmm. is that as many suits in the as the major arcana in the like in what tarot card it might be i don't know i don't know but i'm pretty sure the the fool is one of them mm-hmm. so dude that's maybe, why maybe it has some light connection to that skin the fool <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck i love this movie i'll definitely be buying it on blu-ray Hell yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fantastic. But it wasn't a horror movie. No, no. it was just horrific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and horrible things happened, but it was not a horror. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, it was definitely like a fairy tale breakup movie. Yep. And I think that, dude, the, up, the upside down camera movement thing totally lent itself to a fairy tale thing, too. Yes, definitely. And I'm sure if you sat down and and rewatched this, you can you can probably attach some Alice in Wonderland qualities to it. Definitely, yeah. definitely, especially with all of the you know the LSD and shit, you know, yeah, like all, like all the drugs. 
That that was another thing that I had said um, after I'd seen it. I was talking to Jen, and I was like, you know, they seem they seem to have replaced all of the demonic elements with from drugs. Hereditary with drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no demons here. There just was, drugs. There were, yeah. Exactly. There was no malevolent, you know, force. No. Yeah. No, there were no, no no demons here. Exercise your own demons with these drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Any final thoughts? To people who haven't seen it, go see it. <laughs> Definitely. Don't wait. No. It's it's an experience that you need to see. Definitely yeah. in the and theater too, <laughs> because that'll probably be be like the best way to view it um yeah it's definitely it probably does not hit as well if you're not in a crowd yeah yeah exactly G- getting that communal reaction to shit is probably the best possible thing you could do yeah yeah <laughs> um it'll help you like completely invest yourself in the characters and in the movie yeah drink this <laughs> <laughs> i absolutely loved it uh Hell yeah. I can't wait to watch it again and uh, hopefully break more stuff down. And I'm very excited to see Ari Aster's next project. Oh, for sure. <laughs> he, he replaces the, de- the demons and the drugs with music. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Could you imagine if he directs Disney's next uh, live action adaptation? <laughs> Ari Aster's Mulan. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> oh, alright well for Pop Cannon this has been episode 20 I'm Jordan I'm Robert and I'm Paul thanks for listening see you bye <laughs> you guys want to get strapped into this uh, this actual bear with me <laughs> yeah we're just gonna we'll BRB light it up <laughs> be right bear <laughs> <laughs> Man, we are 20 episodes deep. Amazing. So, how did you guys like Midsummer? How did it stack up against Ari Aster's other film, Hereditary? If you didn't really like Midsummer, did we do a good enough job highlighting what we did like in order to change your opinion about it slightly? How about Florence Pugh's performance, though? We want to hear your answers to all these questions and more, and getting in contact with us has never been easier. You can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform, as well as YouTube. And if you want to follow us, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Just search Pop Cannon with a K for potassium. And if one of us said something you hated and you want to directly lash out in anger at us, I, Robert, can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Yesball. Jordan is on Twitter and Instagram at JL24FPS. And Paul has an Instagram that he doesn't use at my dinner with Julius LaRosa. Also, just take a second to thank Paul. He hasn't recorded with us since our Rogue One review way back during our first run, and he was able to come off the bench and just kill it, in my opinion. Awesome stuff. Well, that's all for now. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on our next episodes covering San Diego Comic-Con 2019, Stranger Things Season 3, D23, and much, much more.